You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome to episode 19 of Sick Biz Buds, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs and the only podcast of its kind. I'm your host, Hillary Jastrom, and today my guest has one hell of a story to tell about overcoming adversity, life circumstances, self-limiting beliefs, and conditioned behavior. Kamanti Constable is a special person in my life, one of my first mentors, and we have been through some ups and downs that we will share with you. But the biggest takeaway I want for you today is to recognize the depth of his heart and the passion he has to help people in their passions as well. A globally renowned speaker, author, life coach, and contributor to multiple media, such as Entrepreneur, Success, Business Insider, and The Huffington Post. Kamanzi has appeared on Fox, CBS, and NBC News, among other major outlets. Please welcome my friend and mentor, Kamanzi Constable. You're here. It's been a long road. Welcome to the Sick Biz Buzz, Kamanzi. We have a ton of catching up to do. I'm excited to be here, and thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness. I'm trying to keep up with you. It is an absolute delight to have you on. Um, for the 1% of people who live underground and haven't heard of you, can you please <laughs> give people your elevator speech, let them know what you're working on, what you're up to, and your most recent passions? Yes. So I am a digital marketing consultant. Uh, mainly to Fortune 500 companies and multinational corporations. And I travel to about 35 countries a year for consulting gigs. So I'm usually on the road every three weeks. I'm heading to a new country. And that's currently what I, I do mostly right now is, is go out there and do some gigs and have some amazing experiences in other countries, make a couple bucks doing it. And when I am not doing that, I'm at home in the frozen tundra of um, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, <laughs> braving the brutal winters that we have to go through here in the Midwest. Oh, it's so true. And I'm one state over from you in Minneapolis. So I totally get it. And it's freezing in my office today. I'm actually uh, using a heated blanket right now. <laughs> so... so this year has been a breakthrough for you emotionally, and you and I went through our little separation, which I am really thankful is over, and I'm, I learned a lot from you in you accepting my friendship again. It's really, um, I had a lot of growing to do myself, and you know, when you start out as an entrepreneur, you have to get knocked down a couple of times <laughs> to give you perspective and I think to teach you patience um, and not to assume things. And you just have to be very open to learning about other people's journeys besides your own. So I want to thank you for accepting my friendship. It means a lot to me. Yeah, I'm glad we could reconnect. And I think everybody... Uh goes through kind of a lot of the same struggles. And as you become a stronger person, stronger, you do the personal development work and you become stronger mentally, physically, and emotionally. It's amazing the different 
things that happen in your life and who you're connected with and the direction that you move in. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, I happen to think that carrying around that kind of toxic energy or vibe can get you sick and can really mess up your business. What do you think about that? I I think it's absolutely true. Um, We all have a choice to make. We can choose to internalize that stuff or we can choose to let it go and move on despite it and become stronger despite all that stuff. But yeah, if you carry it with you, it's going to bring roots and they're going to be buried deep inside you and it's going to manifest in all kinds of other ways. And when you're chronically ill or you're disabled and you're an entrepreneur, we just we have to clear the road for ourselves as much as possible. We have to bring in as much abundant energy as we possibly can, the energy to create positivity. And I'm not talking about not addressing emotions that come up because it's not it's not ignoring them, but it is saying this is a healthy way to deal with these feelings so that I can continue to grow and expand in my success. So let's talk about some ways that you do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when, when it comes to dealing with feelings and emotions, I think that it's important. What we tend to do is we want to bury them and mm-hmm. we want to pretend like they're not there. And we want to, um, we don't, we definitely don't want to talk to other people about them. And we want to try to like be strong and muscle through it on our own. And I think that's a, a dangerous approach. So for me now, I've come to the point where I've become really self-aware. And I think it's important to be really self-aware of what's going on with you and how you're feeling and what you're going through. And to acknowledge those feelings, you got to acknowledge that they're there, acknowledge that you're going through them. And then at that point, you decide, are you going to internalize them or are you going to deal with them in a healthy way? And dealing with a healthy way could look different for a lot of people. It could be journaling. It could be writing. It could be singing. It could be dancing. It could be reaching out to support for other uh, friends or family members that are supportive people in your life and kind of filling them in on what's going on and, and having them be there for you. But you have to have an outlet for those. You can't internalize them. And you can't pretend like they're not there. You have to have an outlet and you have to make the choice that I'm going to be this self-aware person that acknowledges my feelings and emotions and deals with them in a healthy way. Absolutely. And so I think one of the things, and this is good, we always try to bring as much prescriptive content as we possibly can and options to people listening so that they can write, they can Uh, journal, which is a little different than writing, and really go deep into those feelings. I can talk to somebody about it. I think let's define healthy. So when you're working through something in a healthy way, it's helping you to accept it, to live with it, and to kind of incorporate it into your life, right? Um, That being the case, what was I going to say on this? <laughs> I just had <laughs> this. <laughs> That's why, you know what? This is just a, just a sh- shoot by the seat of your pants. That's what kind of show this is. But <laughs> <laughs> So I think it's really important to identify those ways that um, 
that people can take so that they can move through these emotions, they can acknowledge them. Oh, so I read this article, and of course, I can't remember where it was from, but in a multitude, you know, the Facebook uh, kind of wash that flows down the news feed, and it was about caving into anger doesn't actually do what we might come to think of as like diffuse or you know oh, we popped and so now we're supposed to be calming down it doesn't actually do that it actually makes somebody angrier i believe it yeah and i used to and i was just talking to my son about this i used to think that every relationship was this seamless road without any ripples and growing up and people have said like Disney really screwed us over because they showed us <laughs> they showed us the happily ever after and it applies in so many things and entrepreneurship and your relationships and your health and all these things we have this image of perfection and once we can wrap our minds around that and once we can start accepting that we are supposed to be having disagreements in a healthy way. We are supposed to be facing obstacles so that we can learn to get over them and we can learn those life lessons. But you're no stranger to obstacles being thrown in your way. And I want to go back in time and I want to get into your mindset of when you were delivering bread because that is one of my just, it, it's an amazing story that you have it's astounding that you went from there and now you're here yeah back back in the day <laughs> i was delivering bread to grocery stores at 2 a.m and during that i did that for 12 years and during that time i had no idea no inkling that this kind of a lifestyle could be possible doing what i do now but more than that i didn't understand that people could actually do things that they enjoy doing and make an income at it. Like that just seemed pretty far-fetched to me. And it was during those bread delivery days that podcasting first started becoming what it is today. And so I, with all this time, I'm like, I want to listen to some of these shows. And I want to see what some of these crazy people are talking about. And so I discovered podcast. I started with Dave Ramsey um, because he talked about finances and I wanted to get my finances in order. And Dave always talked about this guy named Dan Miller and Dan Miller, um, wrote a book called 48 days to the work you love. And he was, Dan Miller was the first like mentor that really helped me change my mindset. And he would talk about finding or creating a work that you love and what's possible today. And he had an inspiring story as well, and so I would enjoy his podcast, and I devoured his book, and that got me, and that really started to change my mindset and realize that, one, I wasn't happy in what I was doing, not even close, but that there was this whole other world of possibility that you could go out there and you could do work that you love. And so it took me some time. It didn't happen right away. I'd been doing this bread thing for 12 years. And I just discovered this new world of possibility. I had always wanted to write and put messages out there that, that helped people, but I didn't know tactically how I would do any of that stuff. So listening to podcasts, it, I discovered Pat Flynn 
and what Pat Flynn does and helping people start online businesses. And he kind of expanded my horizons with more of the tactics of how you do something like this. And between Dan Miller helping me see what was possible and then Pat Flynn giving me the tactics in 2011, I decided I'm going to start doing something about this kind of a lifestyle. So I, the first thing that I did was I had just got every thought that was in my head in regards to work and what the working person went through and this idea of living a life that you love, I got that all out on paper. I just had to get it all out of my head. It was like 12 years worth of things that were sitting in my head and I just had to do a dump. And that dump, that brain <laughs> dump ended up becoming my first book that I self-published. And when I self-published it, I was naive to think that if I just put this book out there to the world, people would magically see it on Amazon and online and they would buy it. And of course, that was not the case. They did not see it. They did not buy it. I didn't sell any <laughs> copies. And I know that there's authors that are listening to this that could totally relate to this because you spend so much of your energy and time and effort creating a great book. You're out there, you're excited for this book and you want it to do well. And then you have not done the work to do the actual marketing and you get a, a cold slap to the face where it's like, this thing's not going to sell anything because you don't have the audience for it. And so that's what happened. I didn't sell any copies of that book at all, but I didn't give up at that point because between Dan Miller and, and Pat Flynn and some other people that I had discovered, it had really started strengthening my mindset and my resolve to do this. So come 2012, that's what the goal was, was to figure out how do you actually build an audience? How do you sell books? How do you create products? How can I make a real income from this quote unquote laptop lifestyle stuff? Like, how do you do that? And that's what I did at the beginning of 2012. I became a, a student of that and I researched the heck out of it. And that year I put a lot of systems and steps in place. And by the end of that year, I was out of the bread world. I was able to get out of there. I had a, a lifestyle business that I was making five grand a month consistently. I had used the money from, by the end of 2012, I had sold 45,000 copies of the two books that I had self-published. I used all that money to pay off my debt. And I put myself in a really good place to start 2013 fully dependent and living the, the quote-unquote laptop lifestyle. I like to call it lifestyle business. Yeah. But it took those beginning mentors and those books and those podcasts to expand my horizon and get my mindset there before I could actually do something about it. That's an incredible story. I never get tired of hearing about it because it is such a, it's a testament to the power of your mind. It's a testament to the power of anyone's mindset and switching that. And a lot of people say, well, what do you want me to do is just pop on and be a positive person. And it is almost like that. It is making that deliberate choice to say, one, it's self-awareness, I'm not happy. Two, what am I going to do about it? And then I think it's really important to welcome those lessons in. We can't let those lessons beat us down so that we don't get back up and we don't continue on our journey. And I, I think life changes for you when you do realize that everything is a lesson, good and bad. They're both there to teach mm -hmm. you something. And then also the power of words and how those affect you. So like what a lot of people would say is, I want to do that, but that's too hard. Well, why is it hard? 
it, it became hard because that's what you've internalized. You've told yourself that it's going to be hard. Now you've internalized that belief that it is going to be hard. And guess what? It becomes hard because that's what you've convinced yourself is that it's going to be hard. And those words, they have power and they turn into beliefs and they turn into manifestations. So if you're sitting here right now listening to this saying, that's great, but that's too hard for me or that's not possible for me, you are doing that to yourself. Yeah, damn right. And it's and that's a little bit of tough love today. But that's where it starts. And this is what's in common with every single person that you attach to and say, oh, I like what they're doing. I wish I could do that. Every single person who is succeeding in that fashion has the mindset of learning and opportunity and abundance. And they tell themselves, it's like I went back to college when I was in my 30s and I did not think I was smart until I went back to college because I had not had a lot of nurturing in uh, my childhood years and high school. I was just too busy smoking and drinking and ditching. So (laughs) 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 I didn't really apply myself too much. So, um, but you can change. You can change that mindset is the whole point. And whether whether you change it from delivering bread at 2 a.m. And I forgot about the 2 a.m. part. Holy hell. That's, yeah, that was early. God, that's early. It's like early slash late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you are finding yourself on the cusp of a new entrepreneurship. It all has to do with your mindset. And and I love what you're telling people about you have identified the mentors, whether it was a book you read, people you connected with, but you it's almost like the personification of the goals that other people are creating that you're not creating identically, but that inspire you. So you found your mantras. Well, how did you find your mentors? You just picked up a book or you talked to somebody or for me, it was discovering the initial part of this journey was discovering podcast. It was, I needed something to do while I was delivering bread all this time and something to do on my phone. And that's when I discovered, Hey, there's these shows that you can listen to that are right on your phone. And so for me, initially it was discovering podcast and searching what I was kind of interested in and finding them. And then that led me to their books and then to following them more closely. So people can do any one of those things. They can start to listen to the podcast. They can pick up a book. They can pick up one of your books. They can follow a coach, for example. And, you know, Kamanzi, I wrote about this. Like you, people need coaches, but if you're strapped financially for coaching, one of the best things that you can do is eliminate all of the negativity out of your Facebook feed And then it's filled with virtual coaches all day long. Absolutely. And you have that same kind of newsfeed, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's an amazing difference between getting up in the morning and you're seeing people are succeeding and we're celebrating other people and there's collaborations. And sometimes there's an inspirational meme that's shared or there's a mindset hack or an article or whatever. So whatever you're exposing yourself to is positive and aimed toward helping you grow. And that's just a little trick that you can do. And it really, Facebook has a new feature. I don't know if you've seen this, but you can snooze people now. I have not seen that. Okay, so you can snooze somebody 
for 30 days. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is like super funny. Like, I'm just going to push news on you. You're going (laughs) to. And then we're all going to go back to bed, whatever. Um, And you share a lot of yourself on Facebook. I have. And so what has that done for you? For me, I knew that when I got on this journey that I wanted to share with people the full picture. So all the good stuff that's happening, of course, which is what people typically do. But I also wanted to show the not so good stuff because I wanted people to have a complete picture of what it's like to build this kind of a business and lifestyle and to see that it's not just a straight path to see that it's not just the path that's portrayed a lot of times but that there is going to be ups and downs and for me it's almost therapeutic in a way to put things out there that most people wouldn't talk about and also i think that's the way that i really help people is by being very vulnerable and very honest i have so many people that reach out and that are helped by seeing the realness. And so for me, it's about, it's kind of, it's kind of therapeutic in a way, but it's also really about helping people in the way that I feel like they need to be helped. You give them validation by showing them I'm, I'm vulnerable right now and it's okay because you're vulnerable in your own way also. And so it's like uh, the acceptance or you're normal. And maybe when people feel that way, then they can actually get to work on things that that are holding them back. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's amazing. Um, And and I'm trying to do the same thing. There are some things that, of course, I'm like, nobody wants to know that. But then there are are other things that I'm like, you know what? Um, It helps people. It helps people to see that. This is your personal journey, and you talked about the comparison trap. And I I'm, did. Qu- yeah, I'm quoting you. So I ethically stalked you. Um, <laughs> so you said, as I let go of the comparison trap, I experienced freedom in my mind, body, and heart. It's allowed me to help people in a deeper way without all the junk and focus on becoming the best me. Growth is amazing. How are people falling into this trap? Why are they falling into it? And how is it holding it back? And what can they do about it? I think it's only natural in the world that we live in when we're so interconnected through social media and through the internet. And we see what's going on with people all around us. And we watch the news in all kinds of other ways. It's it's The connectivity lets us see people that are doing well or somebody that went on a cool trip or booked a speaking gig or got a huge client or this or that. We see these things every day. And I think by nature we see that. And I don't, I don't think by nature we're like, yay. I think by nature we're like, well, why can I do the same thing? Or why hasn't that happened for me? Or if you had a win, let's say you did something that was, that was great in your business or great in your life. And you're looking at that other person like, well, it's not as good as that person. So we, we in the interconnected world, we have this ability to see what others are doing and we are always comparing ourselves. We're always comparing ourselves. So whether it's our wins or our losses or somebody else's wins or losses, we're comparing the progress that we're making to what they're doing. And if it doesn't match up, then it affects our self-confidence and our self-worth 
and it derails our focus. And it's it's a dangerous road. And I mean, comparison was around long before the internet. I mean, we I could think we all could remember when we were kids and we were playing kickball and somebody kicked the ball farther than us. And we're like, you know, what the hell? <laughs> you know, we're, <laughs> we're, we're compared. So comparison has been around for a long time. But it's not healthy at all because you are just going to feed into your self-limiting beliefs you, it's going to affect your confidence, and if you keep feeding that monster, it's going to cause you to give up or quit, or it's going to cause you to be derailed on your path. So when it comes to comparison, you can't compare what you're doing to what anybody else is doing because, one, each of our journeys are individual. We each have a different path. We each get there in a different way. Um, winning and success, quote-unquote, mean something different for each of us. It's not the same thing. Success is not an end destination. Winning is not an end destination. You're not going to get there and say, okay, I did it. So right now I'm on this health journey and my goal is to lose a bunch of weight and to get toned up and all this. And I will lose this weight. But when I get there, the journey doesn't end there. I don't get to my goal weight and say, okay, I can quit doing all this stuff now. I'm going to start eating McDonald's and whatever else, right? It doesn't end. If I want this to be a healthy lifestyle, I got to continue that journey. And that's the same thing with success. It's not an end destination. It's a journey that you're on where you experience wins and you experience losses and you learn from all of it. So when it comes to comparison, you can't compare your journey because it's not the same. Your level and measure of success is not the same. And more than that, you're not even getting the full picture. As much as I share, I'm still not giving the full picture. As much as somebody you know shares, they're not giving the full picture. There's like for every win that you saw somebody get, there's probably like a hundred steps and 10 losses that they had to, to get to there. So you're not even seeing the full picture anyway. So the best thing for you is to figure out what is best for you. What does success mean for you? What is it going to take to become the best version of who you are, the best version of yourself? And then that's the road that you go down and you measure success that way in you becoming the best you and what works for you. And when somebody else gets a win, learn to cheer for them. Learn to get excited. Learn to be inspired by what other people are doing. Don't compare. Use it as inspiration, motivation, determination. And that will help you on your journey. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so important to be individual in this. And you are so right because you know what? When somebody posts a win, you don't know if they started working on that 11 months ago. You don't know how many emails they've gone through. You don't know what it took to network with the right person. I'm telling you, it took me two years to become a contributor for Entrepreneur. I hit up everybody, I friended the editor in chief. Like, hey, <laughs> I don't really recommend that strategy, by the way. It didn't really it didn't pan out. But <laughs> but you helped me get on Huffington. And that was in less than 24 hours, I have to tell you. So um, and that was amazing. That was amazing. And leveraging that led to the next, to the next, to the next. But the journey and you've been going at this for five years so people might say well that's not a very long time they don't know how many nights you've stayed up till 3 a.m in the morning how many all-nighters you've pulled they don't know how much food poisoning you've had on the road they don't know you <laughs> like <laughs> you know like you see a sanitized version and you know what that is that's good marketing 
that's what that is because it's hooking you it's creating an emotional attachment and it's creating a facade of exactly exactly what you're feeling is exactly what the person is feeding you that's exactly how they want you to feel it's exactly what they want you to see my mother used to tell me the same thing when i was single and um and i was on match.com and she <laughs> Where's the story going? <laughs> I know she would say she would say they're just telling you what they want you to know. Oh my god, and it was so true, man. I showed up on a date one time by way of introduction, this guy grabbed my face and shoved his tongue in my mouth and instead Hello. I know and I instead of being like, "Oh wow, that's the sexiest thing ever." I my first thought was, "What if he has the flu?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't so you don't know your business and people that you see are like match.com they are telling you what they are comfortable letting you know and that's mm. what's really important to take away from this conversation so reframe it in your mind when you're looking at somebody as a chronically ill and disabled entrepreneur, it is really, really, really important that you get a handle on this comparison trap because we need all the tools that we possibly can. We need to implement them. And in some ways, I think we need to be a little harder on ourselves. We need to have a little bit more tough love on ourselves because our days look different. Our adaptations are different. And so we need to be able to be competitive in our own ways, but we need to remove all the barriers that we know about. Don't make the barrier that you know about what you refuse to address and remove because it hurts you. This is very true. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, what is the one thing people don't know about you? The one thing that people don't know about me. I don't know. I've put a lot of stuff out there. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I've never uh, gone on match.com and then met somebody and stuck my tongue down their throat. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely never happened. <laughs> um, one thing that they probably don't know is I'm kind of like a sappy person. So like you get me in front of any kind of love movie or sad song or whatever, and I'm bawling my eyes out. I'm like, oh, that's so beautiful. Like, you know, I'm sitting there. <laughs> so I'm definitely a sap. Um, that, that's probably one thing that people don't know about me. Um, another is that I probably could push myself harder. Um, I, I work, yeah, I worked so hard to get, there you go, since not, I've, I've nailed it. So I've worked very hard to get to where I am and it's gotten me to the place now where when I'm not traveling, I really don't honestly have much to do. I have a, a team that manages a lot of things now and so for me, my day-to-day, -day, it's not. It's honestly not that hectic. And it's allowed me to get a little bit of complacent where I could definitely push myself harder. I could write more. I could uh, get a little more organized. So I, I think that's people assume what, what they see that I do every week. Like I write a lot of articles in this and that. And they're like, yeah, this guy's super productive. But uh, I'm probably not as productive as you think. 
Uh, we think you're super productive. I'm just going to yeah. go ahead and use that societally. We all think you are super productive because who globe trots to 30 plus countries? And I don't even know. Do you ever get confused? You're like, you know what? I'm supposed to be in Denmark and I'm ordering uh, a chalupa or whatever. Like, do you ever? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have any of that. But I my body has a hard time at this point adjusting to time zones. So there's like a lot of times where I'll get to a country and I'll wipe out and then I'll wake up and I'll be like, where the hell am I? Like, I don't <laughs> even remember what country not to look down on my phone. And I'm like, where am I? Like, So that that does happen quite a bit. What's your favorite country? Favorite country at this point is probably Israel. Yeah. Um, I love the history there. I love the food, the people, whether it's Jews, Arabs, or, or anybody that's there is absolutely friendly. I love that there's like an element of danger there. Um, I think that's always exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Most people might not like that, but I, I think it's exciting to have that little element of danger. And it's just a, it's a very diverse place. You're like a covert CIA secret guy. You just want to like. You know. Well, not anymore. I'm not. Thank you. <laughs> Just ruined that one. <laughs> All right, the eagle has landed. All right, we've got uh, we've got a situation here where <laughs> yeah, they just took my badge away. Oh no! Well, you're right about you're right about it. You'll tell yeah. us about it, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, right. what's your last thought you want to leave our listeners with today? That we're at the beginning of the year, and you're probably pretty jazzed up about resolutions or goals or whatever you want to call them, whatever you set for yourself this year. And that's, it's natural. This is the time of year where we're all thinking about it and we're all determined this is going to be the year. Well, what you need to realize is that this can be the year. This can be the year that you make dramatic changes in your life. You accomplish all of your goals. You do things that you felt like were impossible. But if it is going to be that year, you can't make this about the goal or the event or the destination. You have to make this about making a lifestyle change. And you have to make this about what is it going to take to become the best version of yourself in every area of your life? How are you going to wake up each day and how are you going to challenge yourself to become the best version of yourself in every area of your life? And if you can master that, if you can understand that, if you could understand that what you're telling yourself the words that you say, the thoughts that you have, they have the power to either help or hurt you. If you can understand that, you can have that kind of a year. You can have that powerful year. And I would suggest that you don't try to do it alone. Get some mentors, join a mastermind group, get in a Facebook group, whatever it's going to take to be connected to other people that are doing the same things and that are going to be surround you. And that are going to help be there to listen and motivate you and all those, all that good stuff. That's what's going to help you. Don't try to go about this alone. But if this is going to be that year, just determine right now that it is and do something about it. And every experience that you have this year, good or bad, look at it as a lesson. What can be learned from this experience? Even the bad stuff. What could be learned from that experience? What kind of adjustments do I need to make? And how does this fall in line with my goals and values? And if you can do that, you're going to have an amazing year that's going to extend beyond this year. Yeah, your year is going to be just rife with opportunities. When you look at learning as an opportunity, like you said, even the bad stuff, what can I learn from it? And then what opportunity 
is coming out of it because of the new information that you have. I think failure is invaluable because it gives us information we didn't have before and it immediately checks the box. Oh, we're not doing that again. So you don't have to waste your time on that particular approach or whatever it is. You do that. Mm -hmm. So what's the best way people can get in touch with you, get involved with you, work with you, all of that good stuff? Well, why don't we give them your phone number and then they could call you. <laughs> then you, can, you can message me on Facebook. And let me, okay, now. I think you're getting complacent. Now, come okay. on. <laughs> the best way to get a hold of me is kconstable.com. That's K-C-O-N-S-T-A-B-L-E, constable, like the police officer in London, dot com. And you'll find all my information. You can connect with me on social media. You'll get a bunch of great free content and videos and all that good stuff. And go there and and connect with me and say what's up. That's awesome. Kamanzi is one of my mentors, and he can be one of your mentors too. You help me get to a different level in my career. And I'm so honored to have you on today. And thank you so much for sharing with our very special community. It means a lot. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for the stories about Match.com. Like my day is complete now. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> All right. Take care. Success is not a destination. And we learned that today in our conversation with Kamanzi Constable. You also need mentors to get you going because sometimes you have an idea in your head, but you're not quite sure how to implement it. Some great advice from him, one of the first mentors in my life. This is an episode that I hope you greatly enjoyed. Did you like what you heard? Please subscribe to Sick Biz Buzz wherever podcasts are available. And for heaven's sake, please leave us a review. I don't know if I have to send you people t-shirts or what, but get on there. We thrive on that kind of love. Don't forget to check out sickbiz.com where 20 plus bloggers share their stories of inspiration and the prescriptive advice and content working for them and running their own entrepreneurships. This is your site expressly built to help you conquer. If you would like to talk someone on the SickBiz team, please send an email to sickbizco at gmail.com. And in the coming weeks on the SickBiz site, please keep a watch out for our brand new resources page. We are doubling down on the value and you don't want to miss it. Thanks for listening. Be well. <laughs>